Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. In a really amazing selection of other podcasts indicative of the recruitment market and the business market, for whatever reason you're listening now, we just want to say thank you for choosing us. We couldn't do this without our sponsor and our partners. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on in the show, but thank you to Pager, our sponsors, and our partners, Inclusion Crowd and Needy. And without further ado, let's jump in to get to know this week's guest. This next episode is truly global with another guest coming to us from New York in America. This is Chris Allaire, who is the founder and CEO of Averity, who are a tech recruitment specialist with a difference, actually. And I can't wait for you to hear why. We talk really passionately, definitely coming at it from the same uh, hymn sheet in that we as an industry are at a pivotal point when it comes to human interaction versus the bot. Where does Chris stand on it, given that he is a tech recruiter himself? I've never really talked about this subject before, but how can we as recruiters make the process of hiring for our candidates and clients more fun and for ourselves too? And finally, I get Chris to dust down his crystal ball to share with us where he thinks the industry is heading over the next five years. Stay tuned for this. I think you're in for a treat. So let's, without hesitation, jump into this episode. This is Leisha Holmes, and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And I always get really excited when we have a guest from over the water to introduce to our global community today. And I have to say, having done some research on this next guest, I think we're going to have an awful lot to talk about with some real synergy with our mindset. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to you all today, Chris Allaire, who's the founder and CEO of Averity. He's based over in lovely New York today. How are you, Chris? I am doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I am doing very well. So as you start your day, I'm thinking about ending my day, given I, I've done five podcast recordings today. So hopefully my energy levels will remain high with all my, my lovely Yorkshire tea that I'm sipping while we're talking to you. Now, there'll be plenty of people clicking on you. So give us an introduction as to who you are and what Averity does. Um, so basically, in a nutshell, Averity is a, uh, we were based in New York. Now we're a little bit more national due to obviously these some of the more remote cultures. We are technology staffing and recruiting. So we were contract side and we were full-time side. Um, personally, I've been in the business for 25 years now and just saw an opportunity to do things a little bit differently to pioneer, hopefully what was going to be a change in the industry. Um, and I started a Verity nine years ago, and we are actually now officially at the end of the month approaching our, our nine-year anniversary. Congratulations. That's wonderful. And we've been doing recruitment the same amount of time, and yet we both look like we've just left high school. It's amazing. We'll make sure we'll make sure there's a filter when we share it on YouTube. No, that's I, I'm I'm a quarter of a century too. It's crazy how it just goes in a heartbeat. Did you intend to go into recruitment? I'm I always ask people who are my cohort, did you plan it or did you fall into recruitment? No, absolutely not. I, I answered an ad in the newspaper for a sales position. Yeah. And uh this was in Boston in nineteen ninety-eight. Um I interviewed for a job and I didn't have any idea what we were gonna be doing, but I knew I was gonna get a wear a tie. <laughs> and uh, and get benefits. So my mom was happy about those two things. And I was going to be in, in basically downtown Boston. Right. And um, so I took the job and then I moved in with a buddy of mine in an apartment in Boston. And then I showed up to work on day one. I was like, so what do we actually do here? <laughs> and, uh, and that was the, that was the fun parts. You know, it was, it was a lot different back in the day that it is today, you know, for the ins and outs of it, you know, weren't 
aren't too much different. You know, the no. methodologies and how we talk to people are a little bit different mm. these days, but but that yeah. was uh but that's how things got started for me. Here's your yellow pages, here's your Rolodex, there's your phone, big block. Go now go and make some calls. That's basically yeah, was a, the book of list uh <laughs> next cards and a telephone. It was like go get it. Like, it's oh. it it's honestly, I just I just think sometimes that I wish there was a time machine so that any modern day recruiter that's come into it since those days can see what it was actually like. So that's wonderful. So I think that one of the things that really stood out on your um, sort of profile is that you believe that, I guess in terms of the, the irony of dealing with the technology firms that you're dealing with is that the human element is what makes you different. And I know that you, you know, you're know you standing out, you're winning awards and everything. So just talk to me through where you see our industry right now, as we record this in 2023, where is recruitment in terms of that human interaction and using automation and technology? We are so proud at the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to be sponsored by Pager. Pager helps recruiters to build personal brands, to identify new business opportunities, to attract those hard-to-find candidates, and to basically have better conversations. Now, you will have a large network that you want to build credibility with on LinkedIn, and sometimes posting content every day feels impossible. Now, that changes once you have Pager. Pager provides you with the ideas, the content, and the scheduling capability for, to produce daily content to build out your own personal brand in minutes. And for business development too. Pager identifies companies that are advertising jobs, have key hiring indicators such as funding rounds, mergers, acquisitions, or senior appointments, and then alerts you to this daily Pager also enables you to write candidate-centric job adverts without bias in seconds. So once you advertise your job, Pager will then automatically create a branded post and publish it to LinkedIn without you even having to lift a finger. So when you want to actively source candidates, you can create complex Boolean strings in seconds. All you need to do is to provide the job title and location. Now, Pager is making thousands and thousands of recruiters smarter and faster. For more information, click on the link pager.co to book your demo. And remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when inquiring. Now, back to the episode. I don't think it's changed much to be really honest with you. I think technology, like anything else out there is supposed to be an asset that can help you, that can make mm. you get better, that if you utilize it to its advantage, it can keep you a little bit more organized, you know, it can help automate some processes for you. But at the end of the day, the human interaction, you're actually speaking to somebody, mm. you know, especially in the recruitment world, whether it's full-time or whether it's contract, um, there's way too many human elements that are involved with what needs to happen. And that includes feedback. Um, you know, asking questions about the job, asking questions about the client, uh, asking questions about the candidate you're interviewing, um, being properly prepped for the interview, uh, you know, negotiations, you know, once if you want the job, you know, really what needs to happen to get the job, um, explaining all these things to a client, because there's a lot of times that we've seen clients, right, they find someone finally that they want to make an offer to and you're like, it, you know, the offer you want to make not, is not going to get accepted, or you know, you have a number two candidate that wants the job. So the human elements to the business themselves, I don't think they've ever changed for as long as they can. I think that all this stuff that's been going on from a tech standpoint, I've been watching it happen for 
as long as I've been in the business, you know, a long time ago, you know, I started in the business before there was dice mm-hmm. and monster board mm-hmm. and career builder and all these sites. And when monster board came on or when dice came on, they were like, we're going to put the recruiting industry out of business because now no one's going to use recruiters anymore. They're going to use dice and dice realized that not only did that not work, but then they, um, pivoted their business to like, you know, we should just be servicing the recruiting business instead. Mm. So, you know, we've been seeing it for a long time. Um, you know, LinkedIn is one of those necessary evils, you know, you've got, you know, um, all these people are raising their hands and you've got all these LinkedIn recruiter licenses and stuff like that. But, you know, I know internal recruiters are using LinkedIn, but it's never going to replace, you know, the human element to the job. So a lot more I can talk about that, but as far as the human elements to the job on a day-to-day mm. basis and what people are dealing with when they change jobs, when they're changing careers, when they're changing fields, they need someone that they can speak to, that they trust, that understands exactly um, kind of what they're going through and has a certain level of empathy mm. um, who can who can guide them along the way. I think there are two schools of people in the recruitment industry right now. And there are those who are the ones that are worried about AI and automation replacing them because they don't have that level of relationship. They're transactional and they've gone along with the crest of the wave of the last 10 years where, you know, technology has aided them to stick a Boolean search. They don't really need to have many touch points. And then you've got the school of people who are like, actually, I want to be seen as that expert. I want to define myself. I want, you used a really important word there, Chris, the trust element, that I'm trusting you with my career, whether I'm a contractor or a perm, I'm trusting you that you're going to find me the, the next best role. And I think personally I and professionally, I'm speaking with as much experience as I do, I think that's where you, those, are the, those are the groups of people that that's the group of people that we want in the industry. They're the ones that will influence, that will you know, challenge decision makers, like you say, you know, we don't talk enough about feedback. A chatbot cannot give accurate feedback as to how that interview went. I think the other things also is people forget sometimes, especially in the tech space, that they're so worried about the three letter acronyms that they find on these resumes. Mm. You know, they have, or they have this, they have this, and they have three years of this, therefore they're qualified. It's like, yeah, but you're still hiring a person to do the job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, regardless of what happens out there, you know, in a business yeah. standpoint, you know, if you're not hiring people to the job, all you have is ideas on, on paper. Mm. So, cause when you come up with ideas on paper, you're like, wow, let's go build this. The first thing you do is hire the people that can build what you want to build. Yep. So resumes have never gotten a job. No. So unless you're willing to offer the resume, the position without interviewing somebody there, the human element of when it comes to hiring and managing people is never going to go away. If you had a magic wand, would you get rid of resumes or CVs as we call them in the UK? Would you get rid of them? I've been trying to get rid of them for 25 years. Oh, I'm I just only, I, the only reason I like them is it's an informational tool to help me along with an interview or to find out a little bit more about you, right? So in this case, Chris, read your LinkedIn profile. Let's talk about some stuff, right? Yep. So that's what it's used for, Mm. not to make a decision on somebody. But then surely this is where I think it's duplicitous to have a LinkedIn profile and a CV. I I actually have a bit of a, I think, um, I I tend to polarize people with my opinion very often on LinkedIn because I think CVs and resumes are dead. I don't think we need them anymore. I think you can use a LinkedIn profile for the reasons that you've said. It gives you a starting point. But, you know, let's leave that to one side. Tell me about yourself. Tell me what your skill set is. What is it you're looking for in the next role? 
I think that very often interviewers, especially, just focus in on the CV and what's there rather than get to know the person, which is what you're saying. I agree. And they spend too much time looking at it. Here's the thing is if you can't hire someone based on the resume, you really shouldn't be screening somebody out based on the resume. Yeah. I understand that if you're hiring a senior VP of engineering mm-hmm. and you're getting the resume for um, you know, a junior accountant, that's not qualified to do the job. So no. I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about the only way you're going to find someone you want to hire is you need to mm-hmm. interview people. Yeah. The only way you're going to find a job you want is you have to interview for the job. Mm, definitely. So that's the common denominator in mm. period in the recruiting business is that you have to interview people and you have to interview for the job. And then that's how you really get to know, is this what I want to do? Or is this someone I want to hire? Want to hire. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Do you think the recruiters generally actually are good interviewers? I I can't speak to everybody. I know I am. I know the people who work for me are because I also know that our approach is a little bit more, is a little different. Yep. Um. So personally, you know, I don't screen people in or out for jobs. What I, what we do is in our philosophy is we talk to people about what they want to do, what they want to use, where they want to work, why they want to do it and really what their motivating factors are behind um, moving forward, but also why are they leaving their job? Mm. And when we gather all that information, now we can start to plug away like, okay, cool. Now we know what world, what we're going to start talking about. Mm. Now let's dive into your background. Because if your background has got 15 years of X, Y, and Z, right? Building widgets. And I talk to you and I say, hey, great, what do you want to do? And your first response is, I don't really care what I do. I just can't build another widget anymore. Yeah. I'm done doing it. Yeah. But you're like, but I want, versus me calling you and be like, hey, you've been building widgets for 15 years. I want to talk to you about building widgets. Yeah. And then they wonder why they never got a phone call back. They're like, well, I don't want to build widgets. You never asked me about what you wanted me to do. You asked me, you told me what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So my philosophy is, and I do this with the client side, it's always around interviewing people has to be around what are you interested in? Because that's what I'm going to talk to you about. So, you know, let's start there. Don't, don't assume I want to build another widget. That might be the name of this podcast, I have to say. That's fantastic. Actually, my own personal reason why I set up my business apart, I mean, it was timed with me having my eldest child, was that I was so fed up of being a recruiter myself and sort of and experiencing it from a, another recruitment company where they just said, well, you've, you did engineering recruitment. Here's some engineering recruitment interviews. I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Not listening. And I think it's a really simple human interaction that recruiters actually very often don't listen to what somebody actually wants to do. They're just making a lot of assumptions around based on their experience versus a job spec. And it becomes really sort of binary almost, doesn't it? So, I mean, I know that one of the things that we talked about off camera was that, you know, we um, we share, I think, a similar mindset in terms of making the interaction much more human. But. I think one of the things that you want to talk about is how we can make it more fun. So first of all, what, why, why is it not fun? And then how do we make it more fun? The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020 And I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell. You have a contribution to make. And Inclusion Crowd 
educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion Crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, higher regard, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the Inclusion and Diversity Certification Mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. So hi, um, people. Anything is like, first of all, this is like everything, anything transactional mm. right off the bat doesn't, it takes the kind of the fun of the human element that takes that element out of it, right? Because it's no longer about, it becomes a job. It's, it becomes transactional. You know, you need to, therefore you are type of stuff versus like, hey, cool. Like you've got a, you've got an interview coming up, right? Interviews are stressful. Let's talk about the interview. Like, let's get you prepped for the interview. Let's talk about the client. Let's talk about what they're going to talk to you about. Let's talk about maybe this test that you did. So what we're trying to do is like do something along the lines to take away some of the pressure on going into that interview to like, you're going to get drilled by six people on a video camera on what you know. It's like, well, that doesn't, that's awful. Who wants that? But it's like, well, what we can do is hopefully get into some areas where you can change your state and change your mindset on rather junior rather than looking at it as a firing squad in front of everybody you get an opportunity to brag about what you know yeah you no know, so just by switching your mindset a little bit also you're like wow that's okay that could help me a little bit mm. you know and then talking about the things like that you do know and talking about the things you don't know because mm. it's fun to talk about the things you know i agree and if you don't know something just say i don't know i've never used it before i've been reading about it mm. but you know so the more honest you can be the better the interview is going to go and you're going to be and that alone will take out some of the transactional elements to it and make it a lot more fun. And let's face it, like, you know, being authentic and being genuine are fun, are fun. When you're just your authentic self and you have an authentic conversation with someone that's genuine, you've never left that conversation being like, that was terrible. 90% of the time or 99% of the time you leave that conversation like, wow, I really feel what an awesome person. I had so much fun meeting you today. This is great. And you don't realize that you just had this whole interview. Yeah, because you were talking about things that you're passionate about that you're mm. really good at doing and then your passion is hopefully aligned and then you hence get the job out of it so i think just by keeping a lot more of those ideas on why you're what you're really hiring people for how you're doing it mm. and how the process can be managed can alleviate a lot of the um the transactional stress of uh of what everyone's going through in 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 this Particularly, you're talking about that really from a candidate's perspective, but actually, as our job as recruiters is to create an equitable environment for an interview where it, 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 ha- it can then be fun, it can be an exchange of ideas, but that means 
and this, this goes back to the first point around that human interaction, we need to prepare the client for what those touch points are. What this The candidate is sat in front of you because they're so excited about this project that you've been working on. This is what they want to discuss with you. And that way then the, the interviewer knows what the candidate is going to get excited about. And actually, by sort of virtue, they will then get excited about it. And you just create it. I always say the word equitability because I think it's there's nothing worse as a recruiter than getting feedback where the candidate just feels like they've ju- they've just had a firing squad. That's no one's ever going to get the best out of a candidate in that scenario, surely. I put it this way: we are always prepping people on what they want. Yeah, I think it's really important. Was when you're talking to a manager, like, great, you've got that interview tomorrow afternoon with you know so and so. Um, hey, just to reiterate a couple you know bullet points in their background, but you know what we try to do is always reiterate you know, what they're really looking for. Because that's the yeah. first question. We, what we say is like, hey, when we ask this person what they're really looking for, why they're really excited to talk to you is because you're bringing these elements. So make sure you, you talk about those elements during the interview. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times what we need to do is we need to remind the client that like, you know, it's an interview is on both sides. You know, you just because you want to hire the best person for the job doesn't mean you get the right to be, you know, some arrogant you know, a-hole and just be like, you need to do this for me. And they're like, oh yes, sir. No problem, sir. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like it never worked that way. For some reason um, we always thought it did, but now the world is different. And I was like, going to say that in the days where we started, it was very much, you know, give me three reasons why you're right for this job. It's like, well, hang on, you give me three reasons why your job is right for me. You know, you wouldn't ever say it that arrogantly, but actually that's where I think we're at in a, most markets of talent short. Your market's the same as my market. You know, there's not enough people for the jobs which is good that's that's what we want so I think it's about you know creating that dialogue and actually I think the recruiter so us as the facilitator we have a responsibility to ensure that there is enjoyment in there and I always say that going to an interview should feel like a joyful thing to do because you are potentially going on this career path to your next work home and that I think that's the responsibility lies with the recruiter as well surely I think it's if also if you phrase as far as like you get to meet, it's an opportunity to meet somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about it is like, you know, I have people that work for me now that I interviewed at previous organizations. Right, okay. And um, for whatever reason it is back, I was like, I want to hire you, but I don't think this is the right place for you. And then I started my own company and then I turned around. I was like, I don't know if you remember me, you know, but I think I have a different environment that you'll be more successful in and then they work here now. So the reason right. I say that is that can happen to anybody. Yeah. Like now that's the thing about like people understand it's like interviewing all it is is just a networking opportunity is really what it is. So you're not sitting and putting yourself on the line. It's like, Hey, you tell me about you and what you want to do. I'll tell you about me and what I want to do. Maybe this relationship that we're starting now, maybe it buds into what is referred to as me getting hired by you currently to do the job. Right. And you wanting to hire me. Maybe it's going like, man, I love, I've loved this interaction. We're not on the same page right now. But you never know what happens down the road. Absolutely. All of a sudden, a year from now, you know, you're getting a phone call being like, hey, I don't know if you remember meeting me over at that company. I left that company. I'm a CTO over at this company right now. I love talking to you. I would love to talk to you about what we're doing over here. And then all of a sudden, they're like, you know, so weird things happen. Um, But I think that the the whole manifest destiny that's out there is it again, it's, it's about open yourself up to networking. It's opening yourself up to talking to people. And ultimately, I have to be weird, but anybody who has a spouse, you probably were interviewed. 
um, by that person. And you were probably interviewing that person, but we didn't call it that. We called it dating. It's true. Right. So it's really just what happened. You know, we were getting an opportunity to understand yep. if we are right for each other. And we called it dating. Um, it's right. Very, and then, that's, very, and then, and then a... you've been on a lot of dates that were like, <laughs> this isn't working. How quickly can I get out of this? How quickly can I get out of, I get out of here? And let's and face happened. it, there, so. definitely, there are lots of candidates that do lots of one, one night stands sleeping around, definitely, if we're using that analogy, that's for sure. And what we're, you know, we're here to create long, meaningful relationships. But I actually like what you said there, and I just wanted to pick up on that, in that, yes, it's not just about, again, going back to that transactional word, maybe that, when you're sat in that interview, it's not right right now, but maybe you could think of someone that you could refer you know, there maybe there's somebody that you know. Actually, I do know that Joe. Joe, he's brilliant for this role. Let me give him a call. I'll give him your number, and you could create this whole sort of chasm of you know opportunity for people. And I do truly believe in that you manifest and you get karma for what you create for people. So I, I just think. I mean, even talking to you about it now, it just sounds like a much more fun process than it's going to be competency based. We're going to get you to do some scenarios. You know, we're just making it a really non enjoyable experience for both parties because nobody really wants to interview like that who wants to interview in that scenario you're not going to get the best out of them yeah i think the other thing is what i always say is like you got to remember that you're hiring somebody for their potential on what they're going to do when they start yeah. working for you not mm -hmm. you're not hiring them for what they did in the no, past no no like you know that. and it's, it's i think people got to remember that it's it's no different than like you could have a perfect driving record mm. ask all the tests your second job, your second day in the job as a driver for UPS, you can get in a head-on collision. It's true. It can happen. And, yeah. you know, that's that's the reality. So it's like, I appreciate everything you've done in the past, mm. but I'm not hiring your past. I'm hiring mm. your potential on what you're going to do here mm. at this company. So that's what we need to start talking about. It's like, you know, what really interests you? What, what's like, you know, what really drives you? Yeah, definitely. So that's how you're going to get the best out of the people you hire as well. Mm. It is. And actually, I mean, if we can bring back the dating analogy, because it's all about managing expectations. And what you're saying there is that my expectation is that I know you've done this there, but when you come here, this is the potential that we're hiring you for. So it's basically creating a new expectation, which I think is where often it goes wrong and where people start a new job and then go, oh God, this isn't like it was there. I'm going back or whatever it might be, or get bought mm -hmm. back by another company. So I, I think you're absolutely right. Where do you think the future lies in recruitment then? If, we, if you were to get your crystal ball out and say, this is where I think we'll be in five years' time. We are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, 
click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. I don't know. It's interesting because I'm seeing what's going on right now, obviously, in our in our economy. You know, you're talking to me mm. April of, yeah. uh, of uh, 2023, where we are seeing, um, you know, a lot of indicators towards, you know, are we in a recession? Is Are we going to one? Um, you know, I think especially in tech, you know, we may have seen a bubble over the last couple mm. of years. So I really, um, I think in the immediate future, you know, I think companies really need to figure out who's working for the organizations and are there the right people working there? Um, did they make the right hiring decisions over the last couple of years? Um, you know, we've yeah. seen a market that was heavily inflated on, on prices. Oh, yes. So I think a lot of, um, you know, we're going to see a lot of uh, organizations really starting to, to think about, man, like, you know, the, the amount of money that we're really spending on these people, is it, is it really, you know, are we getting really what we need out of it right now? After that, um, I think people are going to continue to hire the best people for the job. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if there's a lot, you know, the innovative mindset, Mm-hmm. Um, if I can take my crystal ball on say, I'd say like, you know, people, I wouldn't be surprised if companies are really going towards, you know, um, it used to be something, um, called intellectual curiosity. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times I think over the years it stopped because it was like, Hey, can you just plug these two wires together and get it to work? Cause realistically that's what we need right now. You know, but I think we might get back to this idea of like, you know, really, really offering, what do you bring into the organization? You know, what's your intellectual curiosity? Mm-hmm. What's your innovative style? What's your, you know, what do you play with at night when on the weekends? Like, what are you building on your own? That's going to be like, wow, that's super cool. This is someone that's going to go above and beyond. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if we get back into situations where that's where clients are really looking at Mm. is, um, you know, are, are we hiring people that are set in their way? or yeah. are we hiring people who are super innovative and are, are open to change any way they do? Because that's the best part about technology. I mean, I've been doing this job for 25 years and I'm anything but set in my ways. You know, I actually love, I love adapting. I love being innovative. I love understanding, you know, the way, the way the business has gone because it's adaptation or extinction. And that's, I think that's in any industry. So I wouldn't be surprised at all, especially in the tech space and the recruiting space, it's understanding that like, you know, you've got to adapt to the way things are going. That doesn't mean, you know, let a chat robot start doing interviews for you. No. Um, it just means you need to be a little bit, maybe a little bit more cognizant, maybe a little smarter. You know, you have to separate yourself from the competition a little bit different. You have to, totally agree. you know, maybe you need to, maybe it's the best thing you can do is remove all technology. Um, because I'm saying like the amount of spam emails that I look at every single day, I don't get back to a single one of them. I just delete them all. You know, but I when I need to them. talk to somebody, I call them or I yeah, text them real quick. And I'm like, hey, Joe, like, hey, it's Chris. I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm going to give you a buzz this afternoon. It's like, awesome, Chris. Looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, I agree. you know, versus like some email that's going to get stuck in someone's or quote unquote stuck in their inbox. You know, they just they deleted it. They didn't see it. They ignored it. Yeah. So. Well, because it's homogenized and that's, and I agree with you totally. I, I'm I'm nodding away because I think that I'm not saying we're going full circle, but I think if we look at the cycle of the um, mindset of a recruiter 25 years ago, we were curious. We had to be curious. We had to be permanently inquisitive. We had to learn quickly. We had to, you know, you have to set yourself apart, not through using brand on LinkedIn, but by actually being really bloody good at your job. And I think that, 
what you've just predicted that I think is, is accurate. I think good recruiters, the ones that will endure and be successful in, you know, an ever-changing world are those that are, you know, open-minded, are those that are adaptable, but also those that have meaningful relationships. I think it's, you know, I do think the days of the transactional recruiter are numbered and will be very quickly replaced by the automation because actually they're not having any influence. They're not having real conversations. And yeah, I just think that spam emailing and in-mailing and e-shots and all of that, I think those days are possibly numbered by by people who are a bit more discerning. I, uh, I'll be honest with you. I hope, I hope it is. I hope and pray. What a lovely way to end. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I knew I knew it'd be high energy. You said it would be, and it was. So thank you so much for joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it.